0: Hi. Hello and welcome to Knock Knock High with the Fleckens. We are your hosts. I am Dr. Flecken.
1: I am Lady Flecken.
0: And we are so happy to have you here today. Uh, Kristen is ready. She just slapped herself in the face <laughs> to get her to wake up a little <laughs> bit. That's
1: what it takes to talk to you for this long. <laughs> this
0: is actually the third time we've tried to do this introduction because uh, uh, we could not stop. I could not stop laughing. we got
1: the giggles.
0: A little bit. And so uh, we, we got a, a fantastic show for you today. Uh, we are, uh, we interviewed, um, Dr. Ayal Ben David, who is a pediatric resident and we're going to get to that in a second, mm-hmm. but, um, it was a fascinating conversation and one that I, I really enjoyed. I, I always enjoy talking to residents, uh, because it's, uh, their lives are so fascinating and they're learning so much and it just always brings me back to my time in residency.
1: It's a very formative time in the life of a doctor.
0: It is. and, and, Just for those of you listening who have no experience in residency and don't really understand what all these words mean anyway, but your residency obviously is right after med school. So you graduate med school and you do your intern year, which is the first year of your residency program. And so residency can vary in number of years. So like internal medicine, it's a total of three years pediatrics is three years of, of ophthalmology is four years and neurosurgery is 17 years.
1: That's right. And, uh, um, wait, here's but- a question I always had and honestly still don't really know the answer to why. Okay. If intern year is the first year of your residency, mm-hmm. then why not just call it residency? Why is it like separated out as this different thing?
0: Um, uh, I think it, it's just a, It's a way to denote, okay, that this person is a resident, but they're a first year resident. So it's just
1: like, who cares? Why do that?
0: uh, Because it's, it's really hard to be an intern. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, is there something qualitatively different about what you do in your intern year compared to the rest of the residency?
0: Sometimes there is. Or is it
1: just a way to say, like, this person might need extra support?
0: Well, I think that's a big part of it. Um, But, no, it it is different. Like, my intern year was totally different. I was doing rotations and all different things uh, and doing very little actual ophthalmology.
1: Right. But other residencies, it's not like that, right?
0: I don't know which ones there are, which ones there aren't. Uh, I don't know if there's like a, a there's no reason that like you can say first year resident, second year resident, yeah. third year resident, but intern year is like a, it's, it's a, it's the most difficult year of residency for a lot of people because the work hours are longer typically. And, um, and you're like flying by the seat of your pants, just trying to survive basically. Yeah. That's,
1: you're kind of it, getting the bulk of the grunt work, but also you get a, you're a lot of newest, grunt work, and like you gross. don't know as much as right. you will.
0: Exactly, you don't yeah. know as much, and and you're learning an incredible amount of information. Like that, that intern year is when you you learn really the most out of all your years of education and training. I'd say you probably even learn more your first year as an attending, but it's like a different type of learning. Mm-hmm. You're learning different, like the system right. more um, But as far as like learning medicine. You, you're, you learn an incredible amount uh, during intern year. And in my uh, situation, you forget it right afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people don't do that. Uh, it's kind of a feature of ophthalmology. Um, maybe other ones too. But anyway, so we're going to be talking a lot about residency uh, during this. Uh, and, and so I wanted to just give a little intro to, for all of you about residency. It's a, it's a very challenging time. Um, it's also very exciting. Uh, because you're you're going through it with a, a group of people that you become lifelong friends with, and you're all learning this field of medicine uh, under the the you know the guidance of you know knowledgeable attendings.
1: But right, I mean, you're learning the field of medicine in med school, right? But but residency, you're now focusing on the area that you've chosen, right, as your specialty, and you're right, actually, or you're as actually- your area of practice.
0: Yes, and you're, you're actually making the medical decisions yourself right. a, lot of, a lot of the time.
1: You are practicing as a doctor instead the, of just learning how to be one.
0: Exactly, and the hours are, are very long. Now, there are work hour restrictions in place, but it's not unusual for interns and residents uh, to be working 70-plus hours a week. So it's very time-intensive, very stressful, um, a lot of fun. Uh, at times and also pretty crappy at times uh and so this um informs our discussion in this episode about resident unions so we're going to be talking a lot about that because
1: there's a lot of hierarchy in the medical field that you know if you are in the medical field you already know that but for those of us who are not Mm. um you know there's there's a whole pecking order of how things um, shake out and the residents and the med students are usually toward the bottom.
0: Right. Yep. There is a, a bit of a, a power dynamics yeah. and hierarchies. And so, uh, and, and so we do talk about, and th- this is something that's that has come up a lot more frequently lately. Um, I think unions and residency programs are becoming more common and more popular and overall, I think it's a, a a really good thing. That's my my thoughts on it. But we're going to talk about it. So let's get to Dr. Ben David. So Dr. Ayal Ben David is, uh, again, a resident physician at Harbor UCLA Pediatrics. He's a PGY2. Uh, and uh, he's got an interesting background, grew up in Israel, moved to California at age 10, and later returned to Israel to study at the Tel Aviv University Sackler School of Medicine. Uh, and he has a, a, a couple of interesting hobbies that we'll get to. That's right. Uh, so let's let's get into it. All right. Here is Dr. Ben David. Do it. All right. Welcome, Dr. Ayal Ben David. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm Good doing to all right. You. Good to be here. How are you guys doing? So you're, uh, We're doing Good. great. I mean, uh, you're taking some time away from residency, which mm-hmm. uh, is a very busy time of life uh for a doctor yeah and so you are uh, in your second year right pgy2 that's right yeah. um at at uh, ucla pediatrics
2: at harbor ucla so har- it's like a oh. it's like one of the satellite hospitals oh
0: okay yeah. how many how many uh how uh, ucla is a big place i guess <laughs> right
2: yeah um you well we we're a different residency than the ucla residency
0: gotcha okay um, so and you we're got different
2: har- we're also county employees of, of the la county
0: Oh, okay. Uh,
2: so we're not UCLA employees. We're we're just we're just affiliated with them.
0: I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, your is the, the primary hospital that you work at, is that is it a county hospital then? It
2: is. It's one of the uh, it's
0: it's one of the three county hospitals. Yeah. Oh gotcha. All right. And then what are you doing right now as a PGY2?
2: Right now I'm on vacation. Um, oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> which is the, uh, the, the ideal time to be doing this kind of thing. But yeah. uh, I'm in between two rotations, obviously. The one before was pediatric ward, where it's just constantly uh, yeah. go, go, go. And the next one is going to be an elective rotation at UCLA. So I'm going to be driving uh-huh. up to Westwood. Um, and uh, it'll be a pediatric cardiology um, elective rotation.
0: Oh, nice! Which is uh, something you are interested in doing for your career, right? Yes, yes, it is. I am I'm never. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed by the the never-ending supply of fellowship opportunities yeah. that that you have <laughs> in pediatrics.
2: Yeah, it it was it was one of those things that when I was considering a specialty, especially in, in medical school, when I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do, I was thinking emergency medicine, but I was thinking, well, mm-hmm. if I wanted to deviate away from that, it'll be a little more difficult. And then internal medicine, I wouldn't be able to do emergency because I was interested in that. But pediatrics, I could do pediatric emergency medicine. I could do pediatric cardiology. I could do general pediatrics. So it, um, you know, coming into the residency, I knew I had a lot of different fellowships that were available.
0: Nice. And then, so you just uh, got off of a, by the way, thank you for deciding to spend like some of your last remaining moments of vacation <laughs> yeah. on a podcast pleasure, really. <laughs> with a, a, a TikTok uh, ophthalmologist and his <laughs> lovely wife. Um, and so you're, you just got off, you finished, before you got on vacation, you were in, you were on the wards. Which I I don't really remember like my time rounding in PD, like inpatient PEDs. I remember what it's like in in internal medicine. And is it it very similar? Are you like on your feet for like several hours every day rounding, uh, seeing how many patients are we talking about?
2: Yeah. um, Well, yeah, some of it is on on our feet. So most of the time uh, we do uh, patient centered or family centered rounds where we round throughout you know, the, all the patient rooms and we go into each patient room and we talk to the patients or to the families, um, in as plain of language and try to explain everything that's going on and summarize. Um, but yeah, how many patients it could be anywhere between. Usually it's capped at 10 per intern. And as a senior, I have the whole team. So, uh, we generally see anywhere between, you know, if it's really slow, maybe we have three or four patients on our team. Mm -hmm. Um, and if it's pretty busy, we we'll have 12, maybe 13
0: patients. Something's How many interns are, you, are we talking about? Each How many team has, give you? Each team has two interns. Two interns, okay. And, and are, are you a nice uh, senior resident for for the interns? <laughs> uh, Do you, or I'd you like or just. To, I'd like to think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure you are. You seem. You seem. You seem every, everybody in in pediatrics, I feel like, is is pretty down to earth.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever met like a really mean pediatrics professional i don't know i've met some that are maybe quieter than others but never anybody that's like rude yeah, yeah. seems like a good group of people Well, you
0: got to have like a sun, a bit of a sunny disposition like yeah, and your, a lot of patience because you're in a lot of patients not
1: not people patients
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, the yeah. quality
1: <laughs> the virtue of patients
0: <laughs> because because obviously interacting with with children and at what point did you know pediatrics was the way you wanted to go
2: so before medical school before I even considered medicine as a, as a field, I, uh, I worked as a, as a Hebrew school teacher um, throughout college. And I knew that I liked working with kids. I knew that I liked different age ranges. I worked with fourth graders and seventh graders. But when I was going into medicine, I was interested in like emergency. I was an EMT before. Oh, gotcha. So I was interested in emergency okay. medicine. Um, and then in, med- in medical school, when I went onto the pediatric wards and I started rounding in peds, I said, you know what? I I like this more.
0: <laughs> so and this was and this was whenever you went back to Israel to study at the Tel Aviv University. That's right. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so what I know about your background is you you um you grew up in Israel then you moved to California uh for a lot of your childhood. Is that right? Yes. And then you went back over there to study medicine. Yep. And then you came back in. So did you just go straight to residency uh, here I from just like Israel? To, how does that work?
2: I just like to rack up miles. So <laughs> yeah. I just kind <laughs> of go c- back and forth. Can't Pick decide where mind. you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, moving moving when I was 10 to the, to the United States was not my choice. Uh, it was something that, you know, sure, <laughs> obviously my parents were, you yeah. know, had this. <laughs> right. <laughs> opportunity, right? So they came to the U.S. It was supposed to be a short trip, like a two-year trip where <laughs> we're going to see Yosemite and Yellowstone and do a,
0: you know, mm-hmm. a, lot,
2: a lot of travels. And then we were going to go back. But then my dad's work got extended. And so we stayed a little longer, a little longer. Ah, and gotcha. We ended up staying in the U.S. And I always wondered, ever since I was a kid, what it would be like to live in Israel as an adult? Like what it would be like to live a regular daily life, uh, knowing my parents' culture, my parents, you know, how, mm-hmm. how they grew up and how they became adults there so i uh i had this opportunity when i got into medical school in israel to say you know what i can i can experience that
0: yeah so i, t- I that's took very it very cool that's a cool opportunity
1: you know that's the same way i got stuck in texas <laughs> 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 supposed to be temporary and then yeah that's where you end up
0: because <laughs> your family's all her family's all in oregon and so um oh, okay. they yeah. ended up and that's where we met and
1: yeah. So, but that, but your story really resonates with me. Of the like, so when are we leaving exactly? And then it just turns out to be never. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and then after you, so after you did your medical, uh, medical school in Israel, uh, then you came. But did you have to repeat medical school here, or does how does that work? Um, are you so, able to just go straight into as a, like a foreign medical graduate? Is that basically how it works?
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. So we, uh, okay. it was actually a a special American program in the Tel Aviv University that's been around since the, I want to say seventies. Oh. Um, and what, you know, American students would come to Israel to study Americans and Canadians uh, mm-hmm. to that specific program. And they would do their four years of medical school, take their USMLE step one, two, um, and then, you know, come back to the U S to, to do residency
0: oh, Okay. All right. Were you always trying to get back out to California?
2: I, I think, you know, when when I was when it came down to match and to thinking yeah. like where am I going to go when I'm going to end up, it wasn't quite clear. But I think that in the back of my mind, I always wanted to come back to California.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And did this um, now? At what point uh, did you decide to become in all of this timeline? At what point did you decide to be uh, become like the national champion in Latin ballroom dancing? <laughs> <laughs> because i honestly i think i feel like i could just talk about this for the next 20 minutes uh yeah please enlighten us uh, because not everybody has that kind of background
1: it's a heck of an extracurricular
0: it, it was it was quite the
2: extracurricular so i in college i medicine was not on my mind i was not thinking i was going to go to medical school i wasn't preparing to go to medical school so i had to do a post back later um mm. And what I was doing, I was studying psychology and I had a minor, I was doing a minor in dance. Oh, really! in that time, I was every single day in the afternoon, I would go to the gym and with my team, I would practice Latin ballroom. It'd be cha-cha-cha, rumba, pasa doble, the the five (laughs) international dances. And uh, we had a coach that, you know, came up with a routine and we, as a team, competed in that routine in the U.S. And we went to nationals in Ohio.
0: And we won.
1: Wow. That is incredible. <laughs> that's awesome. Can we um can we see some? Is, is this is this, yeah, uh, is,
0: <laughs> is this available on YouTube? Can I can we it go is, on, it is on and, YouTube, yes. Oh at, there you go. <laughs> uh, it, so this is a team competition. You mm-hmm. you won as a team. That's, that's so cool. Yeah.
2: I think it's it's bone dancing is so interesting because controlling your own body is hard enough. But then, yeah. with a partner and trying to go through a space with that partner is also difficult. And then taking mm-hmm. eight couples in a team and making formations It's it just a lot of layers of coordination, sure. and thinking in spatially, like spatial awareness.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, how did that help you become a doctor?
2: <laughs> become a better doctor. <laughs> now, I like to think. Well, <laughs> I, I like to think that that spatial, uh, that visual spatial reasoning that uh-huh. I that I've developed through dance and. Through some other things, uh, I really—that's one of the reasons cardiology speaks to me so much. You have to think so much in three dimensions. You have to uh, kind yeah. of turn it in multiple ways and think about the flow. Um, yeah,
0: sounds so, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm an ophthalmologist. Actually, you know, you would have—you would have been a a, a fantastic ophthalmologist. Because we have to flip everything around oh, yeah. in our head. Because mm. when we're looking at the back of the eye, everything is inverted and oh, yeah. and Upside backwards, down, right? Yep. And so we just naturally like learn how to flip that image um, whenever oh, we're describing where where like lesions are. It's like we see it. It's up and to the left, but it's actually down and to the right. So you have to like you have to reverse it and, and reverse it. Yeah. Yeah, but you know it's fine. You want to be a cardiologist, whatever. Um, I'm not gonna hold it too much against you. Um, but
1: uh, <laughs> but pediatrics, so he'll be a nice one.
0: Yeah, no, we yeah, it's uh, we need obviously lots of uh, good non ophthalmologist in medicine. If everyone was an ophthalmologist, we'd have problems in society. Um, but vision would be great. Ev- oh, it's everybody would see really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Uh, so well,
1: he's not just a champion at ballroom dancing, you know.
0: Oh, I also see. Yes, also, yes, that's you right. You have a
1: black belt. Yeah, is that right? Save, did you? When did you do that?
0: <laughs> yeah, save so, some accomplishments for the rest of us. Really? If you would like do you have to be good at everything you do here? <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
2: I uh, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> so when I went when I moved to Israel um, for medical school, there was a vacuum of dance in my life. Um, all of a sudden, I wasn't really as active as I wanted to be. And in first year where I was living, there was a karate studio that was nearby. Um, uh. And I did karate when I was a little kid. Like, you know, I was, yeah. I was doing some extra outside of school. Um, but when I was there, I went to the first class and I really fell in love with the way that they were teaching, the philosophy of it. And it kind of just drew me in. So I started to practice in medical school. When I was, whenever I was in anatomy class or you know doing my clerkships, I was um, either studying or practicing.
1: That seems like a really good way to let off steam during a stressful time. You know, med school's real yeah. stressful. It's like a physical, so you're moving your body, you're getting that exercise, but it's also got that mental component. I feel like would really be helpful when you're going through something like med school.
2: Absolutely, there was there's a component of it every single, um, every single time session, every time single time we met there was um, uh, a meditation, like it's 30 seconds to a minute where you just sit down and you close your eyes and you you breathe, everybody does this together. And in that time, it was my time to kind of put things in a box and say, okay, all of the, you know, all the physiology assignments I have to do, I'm just going to put them away. And I'm going to think about what I'm doing now, The, the physical activity that I'm doing now. And at the end of the class, we do this again, where I'd allow things to come back. So I can, okay, what do I need to do for the rest of the day? What is my next what was my week looking like so I can yeah. and help me structure
1: yeah that is so helpful I think that's that's helpful just in life I think to be able to do things like that but especially in a career like medicine where you know you're seeing one patient and then on to the next patient and on to the next patient you know sometimes I mean generally speaking I don't really love the idea of putting things in a box and I guess it's just a problem if you don't deal with it, but then that that piece of bringing it back when it's an okay time to deal with it, I really do like that. I think that would be really helpful. You're trying
0: to say something about me? Is that what you're?
1: There's no box I can put you in. You're too big.
0: <laughs> it probably also your your history with dancing, and karate, and things can really have a, a a a. There's a lot you could do as far as like conversation starters with with patients and their families. Or pickup
1: lines. Your choice. <laughs>
0: That's right. Um, but I want to talk a bit about your, uh, um, re- your residency experience, uh, because, um, you just like we all do, part of the reason I love having people like you, you know, re- people early in their training, um, on this podcast is, is because there are so many interesting formative experiences that you have in training that, uh, are at times embarrassing, sometimes amusing and, and, and uh, just kind of incredible. Right. And so uh, you gave us, (laughs) you came with a list of a few of your um, kind of notable experiences so far in your Medical education, so, and just training. a couple, just a, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a, a quite an impressive list, which I was. You wrote
1: us a novel. I
0: was very I've... happy to see, <laughs> and one, a couple of these really uh, stuck out to me. Um, uh, one was about a sixteen-year-old in a pregnancy test. I'd love for you to tell that story.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was that was wild. It was kind of a, it was in the ED. It was an afternoon, kind of early evening. And was this what,
0: what year of your, uh, was this in this your is intern, intern year? In intern my intern year, okay. year,
2: yeah. In my intern year. I think this is a little bit later on in intern year. So I was kind of a, li- a little bit more comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. she, w- she was came- coming in and I honestly don't even remember what she came in for. Uh, but a lot of times we just do pregnancy tests um, on, uh, on females of reprodu- reproductive age just to make sure that if they need any support and need resources, they right. can get those um, and hers came out positive. Um, so it was one of those things that I came into the room. I asked mom to step out, um, you know, to do the, the one-on-one exam, um, and to just kind of give her space to to talk if she needed to. And when it came to asking her, you know, are you sexually active? Are you dating anyone? She said, no, I'm not. And I said, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to let you know that, uh, your pregnancy t- test came back positive. Um, were you, uh, you know, is this something that you're expecting? And she kind of went wide in the face and was like, that's impossible. Hmm. And I was just, I, said, I sat there like, I don't know how to respond to that. You know? Like, what do you say? Yeah. What do you yeah. do? Oh, do? Yeah. oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And, and uh, I said, you know, we, we can repeat it just to make sure, just to be extra, extra sure. She's like, yes, please repeat it. And, and I said, you want me to, to bring your mom back in? She's like, no, please do not. <laughs> uh, and, and I said, okay, that's, that's perfectly fine. Uh, we, we went ahead and re- repeated it and this time we did a quantitative uh, uh, HCG to make sure that we you know it's not just a positive or negative, we get a number. Yeah. And it came back and it was completely negative. It was zero. Yeah. Or it was very close to zero at least. So,
0: Which is probably the definitive test.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I went to the attending and I said, Have you ever seen this before? Have you ever had a, yeah. a beta HCG, you know, qualitative a uh, qualitative that was that was positive, but then a quantitative that was negative? And they said, "No, not really. I mean, oh wow. So it just kind of maybe was a a fluke in the system, like that another test yeah. was sent
1: in by accident. I don't know. Yeah. It's not exactly clear. That's but where my mind went. Are we sure that was hers?' Maybe, yeah. yeah. You know,
2: human error happens. It's just you know unavoidable sometimes. But yeah. it, it could have been the the sample itself that was contaminated in some way. Yeah, right. unclear. So going back well, to the positive. room, yeah,
0: whew,
2: going back into the room, it's like kind of." Right outside of her, her door. I was like, okay, you got this. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I go into the room. I said, you know what? You're, you know, it, it, it came back negative. I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't know how that happened. That the first one was positive, And I'm so sorry that I freaked you out. You know, it must have be, it must be so terrifying to be told that you're yeah. pregnant by a doctor in the emergency department.
0: <laughs> oh my yeah. God.
2: And, you know, she was just kind of like, okay, uh, yeah, that, that makes, that makes more sense. <laughs> and and I just kind of left with you know I I I, I just don't even remember how I left. I just kind of left the room yeah.
0: and
2: didn't know what to feel you, about that. But
0: you basically uh, gave someone like the worst scare of their life, yeah. but then also the most reassuring thing they'd ever heard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <You're
0: laughs>
1: what a whirlwind of emotions.
0: emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't know that was even. A possible thing
1: i mean every test has yeah, some I amount guess. of you I know guess. false negatives and false positives and whatnot but whew, that's
0: what a true. fun experience to have
2: as an intern yeah, yeah definitely fun and and nobody <laughs> else that i've talked to has, has ever had anything similar so just a fluke yeah and wow you,
0: you also have a, a great story that i actually related to quite well because it's a, a thing that i would not do very well with and that's uh things that have to do with nails Ooh. toenails fingernails yeah terrible that, that was you uh, know everyone's got a thing right everyone's got a, like a thing in medicine that you just yeah. that, we've talked about this before that you just don't do well with like for me it's like te- teeth. it's teeth. teeth for you it's okay. eyes yeah uh, which is funny being Well, for an me, ophthalmologist. it's pretty
1: much anything i don't bodies are gross
0: and what happened to you what did you have <laughs> but kristen i think the eyes thing
2: is pretty common I,
1: I've, oh, yeah. I've heard that before. Oh, it's very common. I think he's yeah. the weird one in that. Oh yeah. yeah,
0: no, it's it's just a it's a question you get asked when you're interviewing for residency. Is uh, do you think eyeballs are gross? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> are they icky? Yeah, you have to be able to answer that one correctly. It should be a prerequisite to,
2: question.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it should be on applications. Absolutely. Do you realize eyeballs can be a little a little nasty at times? <laughs> yeah. No, but you had you had an experience with a toenail. Oh, yeah. it,
1: oh, and it's a toe. I was hoping it was a fingernail. Oh, yeah. a it was a big nail.
0: a big toenail.
1: A big toe. The big toe oh, yes. okay. and, and this is not an Bracing uncommon thing.
2: This is not an uncommon thing in the emergency department yeah. either.
0: So we have to like remove a toenail, basically.
2: Yeah, or you remove a part of the toenail. So yeah.
0: uh you I know, know. And this is, <laughs> I'm I not
1: sure I'm gonna make that's it that's through. That's <laughs> but, whew, okay, deep in
0: breath. what situation would you have to do that?
2: So when there's an ingrow ingrown toenail.
0: Oh okay. Um, right. When
2: the t- the nail grows into the side of the of the tissue and starts to get infected, and so okay. you have to remove it to let the part heal, and then and, it, you know the patient will and, go back. And you
0: me. almost passed out I, having to do this. I
2: almost did. Um, <laughs> I it was yeah. the first one, so I went with another. Yeah. I went with one of them, my seniors.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: and we went to the to the patient's bedside, and we were got everything ready to go. And then he starts injecting the lidocaine into the joint space. And I said, You know, I've, I've seen injections before, but into the joint <laughs> space, you know, a little bit you know, questionable, it. but fine. Okay. I'm, I'm okay so far. Yeah. And then, you know, do you feel this? Do you feel this? The kid says, No, it's okay. And then it comes to the pliers where oh. digging underneath the nail, no. fly, like putting, yeah. clamping it down. And then the twist. Right, ah! so you're, you're twisting the nail out of the nail bed, like from the side, yeah. And, and then once it's out I, and yeah. vertical, then you can clip the bottom of it off. Ugh. So then you, you know what? You, I could... left like half the nail
0: is remaining.
1: Why did you ask him about this one?
0: I, I thought there it was were interesting so many to
1: choose from.
0: <laughs> I can totally see <laughs> how that could really, uh, you know, uh, you know, induce some kind of vasovagal response, yes. Yeah. So, um this is another reason why I don't think I Should could ever I be, be an emergency. Seeing physician. Black yeah. dots right now? Are you are you feeling a little lightheaded yourself? <laughs> well, you know, I I did, you know, I I was there,
2: I was helping, I mean, I was I was doing the procedure and you know, with my senior, it was really nice that he that he was there because if he wasn't, I don't know that I would you have know, been able to do it all the way through, at least on the first time by myself,
0: obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But and then now and then now as a uh you know, as a you've been a, a pediatric resident now for a couple of years and at least and their
1: toenails are smaller. At
0: least they're smaller, but I've always been very impressed by, especially my colleagues in pediatric ophthalmology, that are able to do procedures on children, like even at a fairly young age. Uh, and sometimes you can do them without like general anesthesia, and you're we able. We can't to, even
1: get our kids to go to bed, so.
0: So I find it very impressive yeah. uh, that that you're able to you know get as much done for kids uh that you're able to do i don't know what's your approach to like you know i guess how often are you able to i mean that's not something you'd be able to do to a to a kid without putting them out right
1: i don't know <laughs>
0: do kids even get ingrown toenails i don't think i've ever seen a
2: kid with an ingrown toenail kids do i mean i, th- I think especially school-age kids or even teenagers yeah th- and they would still yeah. come to the pediatric emergency department so gotcha. a, you know up to 21 years old but there are you know like small babies you need to do a lumbar puncture for sometimes. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and you know instead of sedation they give them sugar. Sugar? Like what? sugar? Really? Yeah, there are these uh there are these sweeties that's like a syringe of of glucose that uh-huh. you give them a little bit and they just kind of like mellow out. Really? Yeah. Uh oh, that's it, interesting. it was amazing when I when I first saw that where you give them a little bit of sugar they've never had so much sugar before and it's just yeah. such yeah. a
1: it's, it's such a, just such like a high. It's
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> a sugar high,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. my god. Oh, I had no idea
0: that I that. I'll put that on the list of, of kid-related, like, baby-related things that I had no idea happened, like that uh, they give uh, caffeine sometimes oh, yeah. in the NICU. And then, mm-hmm. That's something I mm. learned just because I had to make this stupid video about uh, neonatology. <laughs> uh, I mean, I had to, like, do a lot of research for it, and that's one thing I learned is that actually – you know, caffeine is given for certain things.
1: Well, maybe we should try the sugar trick next time they won't go to bed.
0: Oh, our kids have had plenty of sugar already. That would not phase them. True. <laughs> you know, it's a, actually
2: the caffeine thing is is uh, is is a funny experience that I had when I got a call from a pharmacy saying that I actually don't remember which which it was, but D five or or like five percent uh-huh. dextrose and normal saline versus normal saline. Um, and the, the pharmacist or the pharmacy assistant was asking, "Hey, hey, doc, are you sure that we can give caffeine with the the d5 normal saline and not just the normal saline and i was like you know i sometimes take sugar in my coffee so i, th- I mean uh, <laughs> i was just thinking like would that make a difference <laughs>
1: yeah
0: what's the answer is it, it okay fine, yeah. it's fine yeah that's fine because
1: sometimes with kids it's different you know yeah they I didn't know if that was
0: going to be something like, you know how sometimes the farm in order to make you not feel bad as like a brand new doctor, they'd be like, are you sure you didn't mean to order this? (laughs) That's actually the correct thing and not the terribly (laughs) incorrect thing you just ordered. That's why I love pharmacists. They're they're so nice about that stuff. I've been
2: saved several times by (laughs) benevolent pharmacists.
0: (laughs) Well, I wanted to, another thing I wanted to talk with you about, uh, which is a little bit unique in, in your experience, is, um, is your experience with the union that you have for your residency. Now, this has been a topic that's really, it seems on social media, on Twitter in particular, you see more and more programs and residency programs that are doing this. Uh, and so tell us a little bit about uh, the union and your experience with it.
2: Okay. Uh, so our union is without getting
0: in trouble. I don't want to get you (laughs) in trouble.
2: Of course not. Um, (laughs) I, uh, I actually, I wanted to make sure I I emailed our union saying like, Hey, by the way, I have this, uh, public facing, uh, you know, event Uh that's coming up. I just wanted to make sure that everything is fine. Um, and we had a chance to chat a little bit too. So, um, yeah, our union has been, um, honestly, I had really great experiences with them. Uh, when I came on as an intern, our salaries were probably one of some of the lowest in the, in the nation. Um, mm-hmm. and during my intern year, there were um, a lot of bargaining sessions with the county to you know advocate for the residents, to advocate for us to have better benefits, better salaries, a housing stipend that's that's significant for the area that we live in. and our union was able to you know provide that for us and was able to come to an agreement with the county about hmm. you know making that change possible. What now was
0: the union in place before you got there?
2: Yeah. It's been around, I think since the seventies. Um, Oh
0: wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. Here right. specifically, but now I think throughout the nation, not just in medicine, you know, you have all these, uh, you know, Chipotle, Amazon, Starbucks, all for- unions uh-huh. are being a lot more, uh, encouraged.
0: Yeah. I just, I, I feel like I'm hearing it more with, with residencies in particular. Um, and so, is this a, a union that's it's not specific for pediatrics, is it, or is no. it it's it's all the residency programs yeah. under at that are affiliated with the hospital that you're at? Is at, that with the county? And so, what would you say to to that type of criticism of resident unions?
2: I think there are. I mean, as a resident, and I know there are people who know more about this than me that can bring up facts and 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 research about this. Um, but I think that the, the counter argument is that if you're able to, if you're in the hospital for 96 hours, how well are you actually learning? (laughs) What are you getting out of that experience as opposed to having set, you know, our limits so that when you do come to the hospital, you are fresh, you're ready to learn, you're ready to take care of your patients. And, you know, you're, you're at a place that you're financially, you're more secure, you have benefits, you have healthcare that you need so that. You know, when all of your your hierarchy of needs is being met, mm-hmm. you are able to provide um, that that care for the patients that yeah, they
1: quality over quantity of education.
0: I, I, mean, I and I think also the the quality of life in terms of like financial stability, like you mentioned, is yeah. is huge because that yeah. that's a burden on you know these students that are coming out you know with. Several hundred thousand dollars of debt, and to to yeah, ex- me, us too, <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: and, and not me, just you. <laughs>
0: and to to just be able to advocate for yourselves, to to just have a, a be able to live and not have to be able to focus on your residency education yeah. and not have to worry that you're going to be able to survive financially in s- some places like where you are, uh, that's a pretty expensive place to live. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's more than just the hours, t- you know, it- I
1: think it has a, good, a big effect on mental health too, right? Like right now there's this big crisis of physician suicide. And, um, I think, you know, that's obviously a complex problem with, Many facets, but one of them, I think, is is that you put so much investment in a medical education that if at some point along the way you realize you don't want to do this career, you feel so trapped because you are, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. And how else are you going to pay that off except to follow through with this and try to specialize in something that pays enough? Um, and if that's not something you want to do, and you just don't see any way out, I think that can be a contributing factor sometimes. So if we were to, you know, make it where residents could be a little more financially stable and not be so reliant on loans, I feel like that would go a long way in that
0: problem as well. Well, and they're they're getting loans earlier too, and yeah, and so,
1: undergrad and med school and
0: and uh, yeah, I think um, just trying not to disillusion doctors, you know. Too soon, <laughs> I mean I mean that's like that's part of it right you don't want you don't want uh you know new physicians coming out of training and ha- already being so beaten down that they they no longer love medicine yeah and i I see the unions as a way to help you know foster the the just an improvement in mental health an improvement in and where doctors are physically and mentally once they graduate and start really the bulk of their career, you know?
2: I absolutely agree. And I, and I think that having a union and being a member of the union, it's one of those things I don't think about every day. I don't think about, oh, you know, my union's there. But the fact that they're there for me as a, as a support, as like a safety net in a way, and I mm. know that I can reach out to them and say, hey, I'm having this issue or, or hey, this is something that's going on. And, you know, can you guys help? Is huge. It's huge to have that, that Kind of advocacy for on, on our behalf and, and that support.
1: Yeah, and it's not like you guys are advocating for anything crazy. Like,
0: <laughs> well, we're at, we're going to get to that. Oh, because uh, I've got we're going to do a little thing after the break.
1: Okay, let's
0: let's let's let's, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with uh, Doctor ben David. Hey, Kristen, I have a PSA for you and all of our listeners from our friends from Tarsus. Let's hear it. You know how sometimes you can get red, itchy, irritated eyelids. Okay. Well, do you know what that might be? What? Eyelid mites. No.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: It's a disease. It's called demodex blepharitis. That's
1: disgusting. It's
0: pretty common.
1: That's horrifying. So if
0: you have itchy, red, irritated eyelids, go talk to your eye doctor. They can take a look at you.
1: Tell you if you're not alone.
0: That's right. But don't freak out. Just get checked out, all right? To find out more, go to eyelidcheck.com. Again, that's eyelidcheck.com to get more information about demodex blepharitis. Today's episode is brought to you by the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience, or DAX for short. This is AI-powered ambient technology. It just sits there in the room with you, just helps you be more efficient, and it helps with uh, reducing clinical documentation burden.
1: Yeah, and that can help you feel less overwhelmed and burnt out and just kind of restore the joy to practicing medicine.
0: And we all want that. So stick around after the episode or visit Nuance.com slash Discover DAX. That's N-U-A-N-C-E.com discover d-a-x all right we are back with uh pediatric resident uh dr Ayal Ben david uh so i all i, I you know, this this whole union conversation really has me thinking um and so I, what i wanted to do was a, 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 a little activity here that i call can the union do this see, I've never worked in a union. I don't know much about unions. I don't know what they can do, what they can't do. And so, uh, you know, to the best of your ability, uh, I I came up with some things that thought would be like awesome as a resident to have. And then, uh, I'm going to ask you, can the union do this? And, uh, and so these are things that like, okay, you're like, you have an idea. You're like, okay, you go to your union rep. Is that how it works? Right. You just, you go and talk to your is it a resident let rep, a, or let is me it let actually, text them real quick? Let me just uh, <laughs> get get, <laughs> get, them, on we get the them on phone. the line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, or or like so, if you have a rec- something you think needs to change, who's who's the first person you go to? Is it your own co-resident rep, or is it somebody outside of your residency that you're contacting?
2: I think I think it's outside of the union. It really depends on what it is. I think most of the time, there's I don't go to the union directly, but rather to my program directors or my chiefs. Gotcha. Because a lot of the a lot of the moving parts are within the program itself, mm-hmm. right. so I, I I don't think that I've ever really needed to go to the union for for anything major. But yes, if oh, there good. was anything okay. that was, I would go there. Right, so the rep.
0: So all right, so here we go. Here we go. can can the union make this happen? Can the union? All right, here's the first one, um, get the day off on your birthday every <laughs> year. Can the union make that happen? What do you think?
2: I think, I mean, I think theoretically they might be able to do it
0: yeah oh, they, they should it's your birthday it, it
2: could be a part of the contract that that's oh now every resident on you know on their birthday has the day off it's
0: it's mandate there you go
1: can, can put we, it in
0: the contract
1: you're not thinking big enough though we need to go to birthday month
0: oops I, I think you know i think asking for a month off around your birthday is a little bit much
1: well i w- I was planning to take one
0: just so you know <laughs> You've got a little bit more of a flexible schedule, so okay, so uh, put it in the contract. I like that. put it in the contract. Um, all right, free parking. do you have free parking mm, right now? That's I, always I do you do I is do. that Very do lucky. you think that's a, a, a something that the union helped you put together You know I, I actually could I'm, be. Not,
2: I'm not sure it could be.
0: If your residency program, if you're listening and your if they don't have free parking, all right get get the, get the union on it. I Mm -hmm. I think that's something the union should be able to do. That's a
1: contentious issue.
0: I mean, parking, you know, in in the past, we've asked for feedback on like uh, when I've talked to like administrators and hospitals, that's like the number one thing people like (laughs) want. they like, they want better parking. They want close to the hospital. They want free parking. It's a huge deal. Um, Yeah.
2: Thankfully, we have, we have have a parking structure. I think it used to be one floor and then they built a structure.
0: And they let you park there? We are allowed to park there, yes. Good, good. That's good. <laughs> I remember in uh, when I was in med school, so I was at Dartmouth, uh, which is a big, a big campus, and there was a, a lot that all the residents had to park at, um, r- which required, like, a shuttle bus to get to the front of the hospital. <laughs> not great. Not great. All right. Here we go. Snacks. Just everywhere. Snacks. <laughs> Uh, The call room, call room snacks, uh, work room snacks, just, just snack. Are you, how are you doing on snacks, all. You know what? We need to
1: send you some.
2: We, I think one of the perks of being in Peds is that our chiefs buy us snacks and we have a candy bowl in our resident Uh, workroom that's
0: always filled. It's, it's 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 like a bottomless,
2: it's a bottomless
0: candy bowl.
1: (laughs) Somebody's looking out for you guys
0: people i think uh, they underestimate uh peds in that way that there's uh, it's it's one of the snack heavier specialties
1: mm-hmm. how right. about stickers do you have it never ending stickers next to the candy you, you probably, got some
0: stickers oh. right there <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we said that he pulls up a, a, a whole a pa- sheet, a whole of, sheet stickers. of stickers oh one second sorry that's, that's amazing oh
2: Just a second sorry
0: oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: got lots of is that oh, oh. Is that- <laughs> he also
0: is wearing a unicorn rainbow unicorn headband
1: he stepped it up a notch his that's, is better than yours
0: that is actually i'm i'm a little bit jealous yeah. about it's that. Too headband. See.
1: two unicorns There's two with a unicorn, rainbow in between
0: two unicorn heads and a rainbow in between
1: that's amazing
0: i should have done peas. i don't i don't know it's uh whew, man we could use you in optimal hey do you want to do you want to like go back and do a different resident do you want to do ophthalmology <laughs> residency real quick mm. and then you can do like just an additional op- uh, pediatric fellowship and then become a pediatric ophthalmologist i'm Tempting, just i'm just saying like think about totally changing your entire career around uh yeah. so that so that i could personally benefit and my practice right right um anyway just an idea i heard just a, a job thought.
1: offer i don't know what you heard <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so we've established that uh, there's no shortage of snacks, in, uh, but I feel like the union could help with snacks. I,
2: I think they probably could. Again, uh, meal
0: card. I don't know, like something, you know, something.
2: You know what? The, the our union did part, as part of this new bargaining session that we now have off-site, um, like money allotted for meals. That's
0: oh, good.
2: Per day, Great. so we have you know our oh, nice. meals if we do outside like rotations. We have a, a, every day we have a certain amount of money for meals.
0: There you go. That's great. That's good. The union can do it. Yes. That's good. Can, See, that's the one did. thing. Like, like if you're, as far as helping out just mental health and burnout, like I know the joke is always, oh, another pizza party, whatever. But, but honestly, like feed the residents yeah. as much food as they want. Like, I, I really think that would go a long way to just overall happiness. (laughs) Right.
1: I mean, you guys, we are at such a low point that all it takes is basic human needs.
0: Yeah. If you just were to fulfill
1: the basic human needs. Let's raise
0: the floor a little bit, everyone. And then then we can go from there.
1: Let them sleep, let them eat, let them pee. (laughs) I mean, this is what you're asking for at this point. It's really, the bar is low. And And
2: props to Harbor UCLA. We have three meals a day for the residents.
1: Oh, nice.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's a, that's something that's it's a, that's a that's part, and time
1: right? to go eat them. Yeah,
2: most of the time, most of the, most of the time. I think it really <laughs> a little you know,
1: hesitation just there. Grab and you know. go. You know, <laughs> okay. if it's a <laughs> really go.
2: busy day, sometimes it's like, okay, well, somebody will get it for the whole team. But oh, okay, I think for the most time, we, we're we're able to manage that.
0: The point yeah. is, you never have to eat anything off of a patient's tray because you have food available to you. Just
2: pick it off right, out, like on the yeah. walking by <laughs> the patient, right. room, just picking it as you're walking.
0: <laughs> you know, kids, they don't eat their patients vegetables. Love you it. Know, you <laughs> could. Um all right. All right. How about um how about student loan repayment? I don't think I've ever heard that from you. Can the union pay your student loans for you? <laughs> don't answer that. No, <laughs> don't yeah, answer I'm that.
2: I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pass on that one. I... You're going you're <laughs> to plead
0: plead the fifth on <laughs> on the student loan repayment. Um okay. I, I I just think it's possible, you know? It's Hey, these just are just ideas. Can the Take union back do to this? Take it Just think right. about it. Unions can you help a little bit with a little, you know, income-based repayment maybe? Um, okay. Can, uh, now maybe I've, I've seen too many movies. I don't know. But um, uh, can the union uh, physically in- intimidate mean surgeons to make them nicer to students and residents?
2: <laughs> I think that the union generally is on the surgeon's side. Oh, Not against are? the students, but the residents that are the
0: surgeons. Oh, oh. Oh,
1: okay.
0: I I guess I meant like attending You mean the
1: attendings, yeah. I Like the
0: mean attendings. I think that's
1: your job. I think that's what you're doing is shaming attendings into Mm, better behavior. I guess
0: guess that's what I try to do. But (laughs) again, that's why it's like, I don't know. Does the union have like muscle? You know, like. They should hire some muscle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, like real intimidating people. Yeah. Uh it's like like stop throwing things in the OR or they'll bust your kneecaps. You know, that kind of what's thing. that
1: group? Or maybe they I'm send... thinking of the
0: mob. I think maybe you're thinking <laughs> of the mob. I think I'm just imagining
2: like uh a big guy in, in like uh aviator sunglasses just peering yeah, and you just through like... like an OR window, like uh the window from the the door. <laughs> just yeah.
0: exactly. Hey be you better be careful. We're part of the union.
1: Yeah. I'm watching you. <laughs>
0: uh okay, I got one more. Um So I I don't well. So just to recap that one, I I I guess the union probably doesn't want to hire people muscle to Mm -hmm. intimidate people that aren't behaving appropriately. Okay, that's a little bit pushing it. Uh, Iol, what is your favorite thing in the cafeteria at your hospital? Um, What do you like? What do you like to eat there?
2: I think so. They make really I think pretty pretty good plantains on on Taco Tuesdays. On Taco Tuesdays. We have plantains, yeah. and I, I think I really enjoy that. That would be beyond meat, like vegetarian option.
0: Okay, all right, here we go. So, L.A. County, um, can we can the union please get some all-you-can-eat uh, plantains, and yes. uh, that would be and taco Taco Tuesday, just all-you-can-eat tacos, <laughs> as many plantains as you want. Uh, you want some? You want some some guac? Uh, you can, please, yes, what guac would be. Be much appreciated. I, I absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, that should be doable for the union. All right. So, Excellent. anyway, that was can the union do this? Uh, did I miss anything? Is there anything else the union can do? I is there anything that's like in, the, like you guys are talking about? Maybe you can't even say this, but uh, like, what's what's next? Is there something? I feel like is there always something that the union's working on?
2: I think um, right now they're working on making minimum wage for all healthcare workers $25 an hour.
0: Not specifically in California. I think it's yeah. in
2: California, but they're trying to yeah. you know raise that, and it's a bill it. that's going through uh, government right now.
0: Oh, the, nice. that they're working on. Yeah, very nice in the uh, the California legislature. You mean, or is this a federal? I I think it's know. California. But I'm not sure. One of the two. Anyway, it's it exists, and I think that's great. Twenty five. Yeah. Twenty five dollars per hour minimum wage.
1: How does that work when you get like a like a monthly stipend instead of paid by the hour, like?
0: Well, I think we're they're, they're probably thinking more for like hourly workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, because there's a lot of a lot of like hourly healthcare workers. Salary. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's great. I love it. All right. Well let's take one more break and then uh we will come back with some stories. All right, we are back with Dr. Ayol Ben-David, and we are going to look at some of our favorite medical stories that were sent in by you, the listeners. All right, Ayol, so we got a couple of good ones here. We got a fan story number one from Jess. Dear Dr. G, thinking of funny moments from my medical training recently and thought I'd send you this one. I was working as a resident on a cardiology rotation and we were gathered around the telemetry screens listening to the registrar talk about some gripping cardiology topic like P waves. I'm
1: sensing some sarcasm.
0: <laughs> Do you know what telemetry screens are?
1: Um, I, they're the ones that move around, right?
0: Yeah, so like and then when so you have all the patients admitted in the hospital and there's a a screen that has all their heart tracings on them. So it's like measure, like monitoring all their heart rhythms.
1: Oh, okay, that's not what I thought. <laughs> I thought it was, you know, the ones that are it's on like wheels? really boring TV. They're like mobile.
0: Uh, Never what? mind. What are you talking For, about?
1: We'll talk about it later. <laughs> I
0: think you're thinking
2: okay. about the vitals machines.
1: Maybe. To oh, yeah.
2: so take like, a blood pressure. Oh, I don't think she knows what she's
1: thinking about. I don't,
0: what I don't know what about. I'm talking about. Anyway, so, we're, so we got a resident. <laughs>
1: okay, P wave.
0: Resident on a cardiology rotation gathered around telemetry screens, talking about something fascinating like P waves. Suddenly, one of the monitors showed ventricular tachycardia. The registrar sprung into action and ran into the room of the patient with his arm held high above his head and gave the patient, who was lying eyes closed on the bed, an almighty precordial thump and then tried to commence CPR. The patient's eyes popped open and he struggled to sit up while the registrar was attempting to start chest compressions. The patient batted him away, groggy and bleary-eyed from his sleep and growled at him. I'm not dead yet. (laughs)
1: See, this proof I always tell people when I'm advocating for learning CPR, you can't hurt them if they don't need it, they'll let you know.
0: <laughs> That's that just
1: tr- proves my point.
0: That's true. <laughs> oh man, I, I can't say I've ever been in that situation. No, I you were know. dead. So well, yeah. I, I was the, <laughs> the 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 patient side of things, yes. Um a precordial thump. Have you ever have you ever given out a precordial thump by all?
2: I've never thumped a uh, patient.
0: <laughs> I'm, I've never th-
2: <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah. Not yet, at least. <laughs> not, not yet.
0: All right. Let's hope you never have to. But um, <laughs> nobody in this room, in this, on this uh, podcast, has ever thumped a patient.
1: Well, I don't have I.
0: I don't think you did. You ever Does thump me?
1: I don't. I no. Give you just
0: good... compressed me compressions. That's all. No thumps. I don't even know it's what like that a, even. Like I think it's like a real hard tap, like <laughs> like wake up kind of thing. I don't know. Like, like, or like stun. <sighs> Please don't.
1: <like> that. <laughs>
0: <sighs> you just precordial thumped me. <laughs>
1: Did I? I didn't even know what that meant.
0: I assume that's what it is. I'm an ophthalmologist. <laughs> you don't, don't know either. Don't know. Okay. Fan story number two. We have Helen. Helen says, Fledgling trainees passing out in the hospital or an anatomy lab is a pretty classic tale. That's true. We've already talked about that. Mm-hmm. When I was shadowing in the emergency department in undergrad, I saw all of these normally traumatic events. Someone's shins run over by a lawnmower, gunshot wounds, a patient with altered mental status who checked an IV pole at me. I was actually really unfazed by all of these sites, and it was honestly exciting to be in the middle of the trauma bay. But during a lull, I followed a resident into a room with a suspected STEMI, so a heart attack for the ophthalmologist who haven't read an <laughs> EKG in years. Thank you for that, Helen. I really appreciate that. Um, it's It's good to know your audience. <laughs> And the patient was a nice old man sitting up in bed with his wife next to him. They hadn't even started an IV on him yet. He smiled at me and said, Hello, young lady. How are you doing tonight? And I felt my ears go numb and my vision go black all around the edges. And next thing you know, the resident is in tears laughing at the kid who was absolutely rabid over the gory traumas and got KO'd by a grandpa. (laughs) The patient turned out to be fine, and I have now pledged to join a specialty that only requires me to see the goriest of traumas. Helen,
1: you and I are very different people.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, to- that's totally backwards. That's so <laughs> interesting. I've never heard that. Like, you're fine with all the gross, gory stuff, and then it's like the uh, medical even... heart attack grandpa that, yeah. that made it What happen. would have
1: triggered that? Being talked to?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. That's a good question. But uh, that's that's fascinating. Thank you, Helen. Yeah. Uh, you can send us your stories, knock, knock, high at human-content.com. Uh, Ayal, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure talking with you.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's been such now, a pleasure. Before we go, do you have anything you want to share with our audience? I think to all
2: the residents who are currently, you know, and, and attendings and medical students about to be residents or that will someday be residents, just... Know, treat your patients like you know their extended family to some degree. You want to make sure that you're giving them the best the best care that they deserve. Um, and the way that I always think about it is just like I think about them like a nephew or a sister or my own you know mm-hmm. father when I was working in adult medicine.
0: Once a month. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Well, uh, thank you so much again for joining us, and good luck to you with uh, residency, with uh, however many fellowships you have to do to get to where you end up being in life.
1: If you want to cash in on that job offer, just let me I'm know. I'm just well. saying. Yeah. Just
0: you know, <laughs> think about it. Ophthalmology, we could use many more pediatric ophthalmologists. Uh, and then also, uh, uh, good luck with your union. Get them on those uh, infinite plantains. Um, oh, I, right. I, I don't think it's too much of an ask. I think and, I'll, uh, I'll write
2: a strongly worded email.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds good. All right. Take care, I'll well that was fun talking with I love again talking with uh, people early in their career
1: yeah it's my favorite too because the, they're just so like smart and eager and they haven't just been totally destroyed by the system yet like the rest of us
0: which doesn't necessarily have to happen everyone yeah. it's just, it just can
1: the union do that it,
0: can, they, can <laughs> the union it's just a fair ask can the union uh, preserve the of enthusiasm for medicine, yeah, just, just in general, I don't know, across the board,
1: yeah, doesn't seem like too much to ask.
0: Actually, it does seem like a lot to ask, but but uh, anyway, that it was a lot of fun talking to him. We need to get we need to get more residents and kind of young,
1: yeah, uh, med, early students. career
0: people on med mm-hmm. get some med students on yeah. here, uh, maybe even a pre-med.
1: Ooh, now you're just How getting about a crazy. Child? How about a like child? a ten year
0: old? Can we
1: <laughs> should we get our kids in here? Oh, let them run the show.
0: Um, and so let us know what you thought. Uh, I'm just rambling on at this point. I guess we should probably wrap up this episode. Uh, let us know what you thought. And uh, do you have any suggestions for stories or doctors or, or anybody that we should have on the show? Uh, lots of ways to hit us up. You can email us, knock knock high at human contentcom uh, We're on all the social media platforms, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, all of it. Uh, And you can also hang out with us in our human content podcast family on Instagram and TikTok at human content pods. Thanks to all the wonderful listeners leaving feedback and reviews. We love seeing those reviews. If you subscribe and comment on your favorite podcasting app or on YouTube, we can give you a shout out like today. uh, 23 Dr. Kim on Apple said funny and educational.
1: Short and to the point.
0: Yeah, I love it. That's, that's, I'm a big fan. Have you seen ophthalmology like both notes? Of those we are big on acronyms and, um, and, and we try to keep it short and sweet.
1: Short and sweet. And, and not as
0: short as the orthopedic surgeons. They have, they have the, they win for the, the, the brevity.
1: Do of they their just say notes. bone or not bone?
0: Well, it's always bone. If there's no, if it's not, if it's not bone, why, why would they, they even be doing anything? Yeah, um, but yeah, essentially, it's yeah. it's either that or all emojis. Um, so keep sending <laughs> us your stories, jokes, and guest ideas. Uh, YouTube episodes are up every full, full video episodes are up on my YouTube channel every week at D Glock and Flecken. We also have a Patreon. Lots of fun perks, bonus episodes where we react to medical shows and movies. Hang out with other members of the Knock Knock High community. Lots of really cool people over there, by the way. Yeah, come like, join. Like, much cooler than us. Uh, we're That's there true. and uh, would love to interact with you. Uh, you can um, uh, get early ad-free episode access, interactive Q&A, stream events, much more. Patreon.com slash Flecken or go to GlockenFlecken.com. Speaking of Patreon community perks, new members shout out to Mark K., Laura K., Donna, Melissa S., and May Q. Welcome! Thank you so much for being here. Shout out to all the Jonathans. Patrick, Lucia C, Sharon S, Omar, Edward K, Stephen G, Rossbox, Jonathan F, Marion W, Mr. Mr. Grandaddy, Caitlin C, Brianna L, Chaver W, Jonathan A, Leah D, and K L. Uh, virtual head nod to you all. Hmm. Patreon roulette. Shout out. Uh, this is, oh, we should tell them what Patreon roulette is. Yes. It's an emergency medicine tier of Patreon. Uh, we give you a random shout out. So, uh, drum roll. Shout out to Jonathan A. for being a patron. Woo! Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, and thanks for listening. We are your hosts, Will and Kristen Flannery, also known as the Glock Special thanks to our guests, Dr. Ayal Ben-David. Our executive producers are Will Flannery, Kristen Flannery, Aaron Corney, Rob Goldman, Shanti Brooke. Our editor and engineer is uh, Jason Portizo. Sorry, Jason. Our music is by Omer Binsby to learn about our Knock Knock Highs program, Disclaimer and Ethics Policy, Submission Verification and Licensing Terms, and HIPAA Release Terms you can go to com or reach out to us at Knock Knock High at Human-Content.com and with, and with any questions, concerns or I'm having trouble talking
1: <laughs> Are you stroking out? I don't Do I need know to be what's worried? happening.
0: Anyway, <laughs> I'll be better next time. Knock Knock High is a Human Content Production. Bye. Hey, Kristen, do you know why I got into medicine in the first place?
1: To spend your evenings on documentation, of course.
0: Uh, no, actually, that never even crossed my mind. Mm, weird. I got into medicine to actually take care of patients, to mm. to be able to form relationships with them that and, is a better and care reason. for them, to listen to them, to actually look at their eyeballs while I'm treating their eyeballs.
1: Well, I would hope that you
0: look at where you're treating. It's an important part of being an ophthalmologist, and it's easier than ever with the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience, or DAX for short. This is AI-powered ambient technology. It's just in the room with you, and it helps you be more efficient and reduce clinical documentation burden. Uh, It basically lets you get back to being a physician and practicing the way you want to practice.
1: So it's like having a Jonathan.
0: It really is. To learn more about the Nuance Dragon Ambient Experience, or DAX, visit Nuance.com slash Discover DAX. That's nuanc dot com Discover DAX.